Krishna everyone, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in the Haven, Haven uh, Hive, Southeast England, just next to the English Channel. We hope you're all uh, well and safe and happy in these turbulent times. Uh, and we aim to take you to an even better place. We begin by uh, reciting Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's uh, glorification, poetic glorification of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. We do this every day. I never get tired of it. It's transcendental. He said, in due course, <clears throat> Maha Pralaya, devastating floods, will inundate the entire universe. If you attempt to survive by swimming in that deluge, then do not neglect to take hold of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Or if you cannot hold all three, then release Bhagavad Gita. If necessary, you may also relinquish Srimad Bhagavatam but under no circumstances release your hold on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. For if this one book remains, then the flood can do no actual damage, because after the flood has subsided, the message of Shastra can be revived from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita alone, it being the essence of all Shastra. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gauda Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gauda Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gauda Bhakta Vrinda Okay, <clears throat> we're blissfully going through the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Sanatana Goswami. We've reached chapter 23, Life's Ultimate Goal, Love of Godhead. And we're beginning with text 119. <clears throat> Sanatana Goswami then humbly accepted his position as lower than a piece of straw <clears throat> and symbolically holding some straw in his mouth he fell down clasped the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and submitted the following petition Sanatana Goswami said, My dear Lord, I am a very low-born person. Indeed, I am a servant to low-born people. Therefore, I am very, very downtrodden. Nonetheless, you have taught me conclusions unknown even to Lord Brahma. 121. The conclusions that you have told me are the ocean of the ambrosia of truth. 
My mind is unable to approach even a drop of that ocean. 122. If you want to make a lame man like me dance, kindly bestow your transcendental blessings by placing your lotus feet on my head. 123. Now will you bless me? Now will you please tell me? Let whatever I have instructed all be fully manifested unto you. By blessing me in this way, you will give me strength to describe all this. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then placed his hand on Sanatana Goswami's head and blessed him, saying, Let all these instructions be manifest, manifested to you. Thus I have briefly described a discussion of the ultimate goal of life, love of Godhead. The mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu cannot be described expansively. Whoever hears these instructions <clears throat> given to Sanatana Goswami by the Lord comes very soon to realize love of God, Krishna. Sri Rupa Raghunatha Padiyana Ash Chaitanya Charitamrita Kahe Krishna Das Praying at the lotus feet of Sri Rupa and Sri Sanat and Raghunath always desiring their mercy, I, Krishna Das, narrate Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita following in their footsteps. Thus send the Bhaktivedanta purports to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhulila, 23rd chapter, describing love of Godhead. We came to that very quickly. I could have done this yesterday. I'm sorry. I didn't look far enough ahead. But anyway, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descriptions on love of Godhead to Sanatan Goswami Prabhupada. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All glories to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All glories to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hari Bol. All right, let us go right to chapter 24. The 61 explanations of the Atmarama verse. So now we're going from the nectarine descriptions of pure love of God, to the highest philosophical understanding of Srimad Bhagavatam, given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, explaining the Atmarama verse. The following summary of this chapter is given by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his Amrita Pravaha Bhasha. According to Sri Sanatana Goswami's request, <clears throat> Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explain the well-known Srimad Bhagavatam verse beginning Atmaramas Chamunaya. He explained this verse in 61 different ways. He analyzed all the words and described each word with its different connotations. Adding the words Cha and Api, <clears throat> he described all the different meanings of the verse. He then concluded that different classes of transcendentalists, jnanis, karmis, yogis, utilize this verse according to their own interpretation. But that if they would give up this process, 
and surrender to Krishna, as indicated by the verse itself, they would be able to comprehend the real meaning of the verse. In this regard, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu narrated a story about how the great sage Narada converted a hunter into a great Vaishnava and how this was appreciated by Narada's friend, Parvat Muni. Sanatana Goswami then offered a prayer to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained the glory of Srimad Bhagavatam. After this, the Lord gave Sanatana Goswami a synopsis of Hari Bhakti Vilas, which Sanatana Goswami later developed into the guiding principle of all Vaishnavas. Text 1 All glories to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who acted as the eastern horizon when the sun of the Atmarama verse rose. He manifested its rays in the form of different meanings and thus eradicated the darkness of the material world. May he protect the universe. Text 2 All glories to Sri Lord Chaitanya. All glories to Lord Nityananda. All glories to Advaita Chandra. And all glories to all the devotees of Lord Chaitanya. Text 3 Thereafter, Sanatana Goswami clasped the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and humbly submitted the following petition. Sanatana Goswami said, My Lord, I have heard that previously at the home of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya you explained the Atmarama verse in 18 different ways. Text 5 Atmaramas Chamuneyo Nirgranta apyarukrame kurvantahaitukim bhaktim itam bhuta harihi. Those who are self-satisfied and unattracted by external material desires are also attracted to the loving service of Sri Krishna, whose qualities are transcendental and whose activities are wonderful. Hari. The Personality of Godhead is called Krishna because he has such transcendentally attractive features. PURPORT This is the famous Atmarama verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 1.7.10 Text 6 I have heard this wonderful story and therefore and am therefore very inquisitive to hear your explanation again. If you would kindly repeat it, I would be very pleased to hear. Text 7 Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied, I am one madman, and Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya is another. Therefore he took my words to be the truth. Text 8 I do not recall what I spoke in that connection. But if something comes to my mind due to your associate due to association with you, I shall explain it. Text nine. Generally generally by myself I cannot give an explanation, but by the strength of your association, something may manifest itself. 
text 10. There are 11 clear words in this verse, but when they are studied separately, various meanings glitter from each word. Purport. The 11 separate words are 1. Atmaramha 2. Cha 3. Munayaha 4. Nirgrantaha 5. Api 6. Urukrame 7. Kurvanti 8. Ahaitukim 9. Bhaktim 10. Itam Bhuttagunaha and 11. Harihi Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will explain the different connotations and imports of these words. Text 11 The seven different meanings of the word Atma are the Absolute Truth, the Body, the Mind, Endeavor, Firmness, Intelligence, and Nature. 12. The following are synonyms of the word Atma. The body, mind, absolute truth, natural characteristics, firmness, intelligence, and endeavor. Purport. This is a quotation from the Vishwa Prakash Dictionary. Text 13. The word Atmarama refers to one who enjoys these seven items, the absolute truth, body, mind, and so on. Later, I shall enumerate the Atmaramas. 14. My dear Sanatan, first hear the meanings of the other words, beginning with the word Muni. I shall first explain their separate meanings, then combine them. 15. The word Muni refers to one who is thoughtful, one who is grave or silent, an ascetic, one who keeps great vows, one in the renounced order, and a saint. These are the different meanings of the word Muni. Text 16 The word Nirgranta refers to one who was liberated from the material knots of ignorance. It also refers to one who is devoid of all regulative principles enjoined in the Vedic literatures. It also refers to one who does not have knowledge. Near Granta. Granta means book. 17. Near Granta also refers to one who is illiterate, low-born, misbehaved, unregulated, and devoid of respect for the Vedic literature. The word also refers to one as a, who is a capitalist and to one who has no riches. Text 18. The prefix ni may be used for a sense of ascertainment, gradation, construction, or forbidding. The word granta means riches, thesis, and composition. Purport. This is another quotation from the Vishwa Prakash Dictionary. 19. The word urukrama refers to one whose krama, step, is great. The word krama means throwing the foot forward, that is, stepping. 20. Krama means, also means, krama also means power, 
trembling, a systematic method, argument, and a forcible attack by stepping forward. Thus Vamana caused the three worlds to tremble. Purport Uru means very great and Krama means step. When Lord Vamanadev was offered three steps of land, he expanded his three steps by covering the entire universe. In this way the three worlds trembled and therefore Sri Vamanadev, the incarnation of Lord Vishnu, is referred to as Urukrama. Text 21 Even a learned man is able to count all the even if a learned man is able to count all the minute atoms in this material world, he still cannot count the potencies of Lord Vishnu. In the form of the Vamana incarnation, Lord Vishnu, without hindrance, captured all the planets, extending from the root of the material world up to Satyaloka. Indeed, he caused every planetary system to tremble by the force of his steps. Purport. This is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 2740 in the Rig Veda mantras 1-2-154-1 it is said Om Vishnur Nu Viryani Kam Prabhocham Yak Partivani Vimane Rajangsi Yo Stam Vayad Utarang Sadhu Vichakramas Vichakramanas Tridyo Rugayaha The meaning of this verse is practically identical to that of the verse from Srimad Bhagavatam quoted above. Text 22 through his all-pervasive feature, the Supreme Personality of Godhead has expanded the entire creation. He is holding and maintaining this creation by his extraordinary potency. By his conjugal potency, he maintains the planetary system known as Goloka Vrindavan. Through his six opulences, he maintains many Vaikuntha planets. Purport in his gigantic form, Lord Krishna has covered the creation. He holds all the planetary systems and maintains them by his inconceivable potencies. Similarly, he is maintaining his personal abode, Goloka Vrindavan, through his conjugal love. And he is maintaining the spiritual world containing the Vaikuntha planets by his opulences. Text 23 <clears throat> The word Urukrama indicates the Supreme Personality of Godhead who by his external potency has perfectly created innumerable universes. 24. These are the different meanings of the word Krama. It is used in the sense of potency, systematic arrangement, step, moving or trembling. Purport. This is a quotation from the Vishwa Prakash Dictionary. The Supreme Personality of Godhead 
is all-pervasive. Not only does he carry the three worlds by his inconceivable energy, but he maintains them also. He is also maintaining his spiritual planet, Goloka Vrindavan, by his conjugal love. And he is maintaining the Vaikuntha Lokas by his opulences. He maintains the material universes through his external energy. The material universes are perfectly situated because they are created by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 25 The word Kuravanti means they do something for others. Since it is a form of the verb to do, indicating things done for others. It is used in connection with devotional service, which must be executed for the satisfaction of Krishna. That is the purport of the word kurvanti. Purport. In Sanskrit, the verb to do has two forms, technically called parasmaipada and atmanepada. When things are done for one's personal satisfaction, the form is called atmanepada. In that case, the word do in English is kurvate in Sanskrit. When things are done for others, the verb form changes to kurvanti. Thus, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu informed Sanatana Goswami that in the Atmarama verse, the verb kurvanti means that things should be done only for the satisfaction of Krishna. This is supported by the grammarian Panini. The verb is formed as Atmanepada when the work is to be done for one's own benefit and when it is done for others it is called Parasmaipada. Thus the verb is formed according to whether something is done for oneself satisfaction or for another's satisfaction. Text 26 The terminations of the Atmanepada are employed when the fruit of the action accrues to the agent of verbs having an indicatory N or swarita accent. The, this N is the N with a tilde over it. Purport. This is a quotation from Panini's Sutras 1372. You get an idea of Lord, the, the extent of Lord Chaitanya's knowledge? He even knows all the dictionaries by heart. It's inconceivable. Therefore, don't feel uncomfortable if you can't follow everything or remember everything. Just be dumbstruck <laughs> or amazed. That's the right uh, response when you first hear this. Text 27. <clears throat> the word hetu, cause, means that a thing is done for some motive. There can be three motives. One may act to enjoy the result personally, to, to achieve some material perfection, or to attain liberation. 28. First we take the word bhukti, material enjoyment, which is of unlimited variety. We may, take the, we may also take the word siddhi, perfection, which has 18 varieties. Similarly, the word mukti has five varieties. 29. Causeless devotional service 
is unmotivated by sense enjoyment, perfection, or liberation. When one is freed from all these contaminations, he can bring Lord Krishna, who is very funny, under control. Text 30. There are ten meanings for the word bhakti, devotional service. One is sadhana bhakti, execution of devotional service according to the regulative principles. And the other nine are varieties of prema bhakti, ecstatic love of Godhead. Purport. The nine varieties of prema bhakti are rati, prema, sneha, mana, pranaya, raga, anuraga, bhava, and mahabhava. Attraction, love, affection, adverse feelings, intimacy, attachment, subattachment, ecstatic love, and sublime ecstatic love. For the word sadhana bhakti, there is only one meaning, the execution of devotional service according to the regulative principles. Text 31 Next are explained the symptoms of love of Godhead which can be divided into nine varieties beginning with attraction and extending up to ecstatic love and finally up to the topmost ecstatic love Mahabhava 32 The attraction to Krishna of devotees on the platform of neutrality increases up to love of Godhead, prema. And the attraction of devotees on the platform of servitorship increases to spontaneous attachment, raga. 33. Devotees in Vrindavan who are friends of the Lord can increase their ecstatic love to the point of anuraga. Parental affectionate lovers, Krishna's father and mother, can increase their love of Godhead up to the end of Anuraga. 34. The gopis of Vrindavan who are attached to Krishna in conjugal love <clears throat> can increase their ecstatic love up to the point of Mahabhava, the greatest ecstatic love. These are some of the glorious meanings of the word bhakti. 35. Please hear the meaning of the word Itam Bhuta Guna, which is found in the Atparama verse. Itam Bhuta has different meanings, and Guna has other meanings. 36. The word Itam Bhuta is transcendentally exalted because it means full of transcendental bliss. Before this transcendental bliss, the bliss derived from merging into the existence of the Absolute, Brahmananda becomes like a piece of straw in comparison. 37. My dear Lord, O Master of the Universe, since I have directly seen you, my transcendental bliss has taken the shape of a great ocean. Being situated in that ocean, I now realize all other so-called happiness to be like the water contained in the footprint of a calf. Purport. This is a verse from the Hari Bhakti Sudodaya, 14.36. Mm. 
38, rather. Lord Krishna is so exalted that he is more attractive than anything else and more pleasing than anything else. He is the most sublime abode of bliss. By his own strength, he causes one to forget all other ecstasies. Text 39 Pure devotional service is so sublime that one can very easily forget the happiness derived from material enjoyment, material liberation, and mystic or yogic perfection. Thus, devotee, thus the devotee is bound by Krishna's mercy and his uncommon power and qualities. Text 40 When one is attracted to Krishna on the transcendental platform, there is no longer any logical argument on the basis of revealed scripture, nor are there any considerations of such conclusions. This is his transcendental quality that is the essence of all transcendental sweetness. Text 41 The word guna means quality. The qualities of Krishna are transcendentally situated and are unlimited in quantity. All the spiritual qualities are full of transcendental bliss. 42. Krishna's transcendental qualities of opulence, sweetness and mercy are perfect and full. As far as Krishna's affectionate leaning toward his devotees is concerned, he is so magnanimous that he can give himself to his devotees. Text 43. Krishna has unlimited qualities. The devotees are attracted by his uncommon beauty, mellows, and fragrance. Thus, they are differently situated in the different transcendental mellows. Therefore, Krishna is called all attractive. 44. The minds of the four boy sages, Sanaka, Sanatana, Sanandana, and Sanat Kumara, were attracted to the lotus feet of Krishna by the aroma of the tulsi that had been offered to the Lord. 45. When the breeze carrying the aroma of tulsi leaves and saffron from the lotus feet of the lotus-eyed personality of Godhead entered through the nostrils into the hearts of those sages, the Kumaras, they experienced a change in both body and mind, even though they were attached to the impersonal Brahman understanding. Purport. This is a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 3.15.43. For an explanation, see Madhyalila 17.142. Text 46. Shukadeva's mind was carried away by hearing the pastimes of the Lord. 47. Shukadev Goswami addressed Parikshit Maharaj. My dear King, although I was fully situated in the transcendental position, I was nonetheless attracted to the pastimes 
of Lord Krishna. Therefore, I studied Srimad Bhagavatam from my father. This is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 219.48. I offer my respectful obeisances unto Srila Shukadev Goswami, the son of Vyasadev and the destroyer of all sinful reactions. Being full in self-realization and bliss, he had no material desire. Still, he was attracted by the transcendental pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and out of compassion for the people, he described the transcendental historical literature called Srimad Bhagavatam. This is compared to the light of the Absolute Truth. Purport this verse is from Srimad Bhagavatam 12. 1269 Text 49 Lord Krishna attracts the minds of all the gopis with his beautiful transcendental bodily features 50 Dear Krishna we have simply surrendered ourselves as your maid servants for we have seen your beautiful face decorated with tresses of hair your earrings falling upon your cheeks, the nectar of your lips, and the beauty of your smile. Indeed, because we have also been embraced by, the, by your arms, which give us fearlessness, and seen your chest, which is beautiful and broad, we have surrendered ourselves. Purport This verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.29.39 was spoken by the gopis when they arrived near Krishna for the rasa dance on a full moon night. The attracted gopis were awestruck and they began to speak about how they came to Krishna to enjoy the rasa dance. 51. The queens of Dwaraka, headed by Rukmini, are also attracted to Krishna simply by hearing about his transcendental beauty and qualities. 52. O most beautiful Krishna, I have heard about your transcendental qualities from others and therefore all my bodily miseries are relieved. If someone sees your transcendental beauty, his eyes have attained everything profitable in life. O infallible one, I have become shameless after hearing of your qualities and I have become attracted to you. Purport This verse, Srimad Bhagavatam 10.52.37 was written by Rukmini Devi in a letter to Krishna inviting him to kidnap her. Shukadev Goswami described this to Maharaj Parikshit when the king asked him how Rukmini had been kidnapped. Rukmini had heard about Krishna's qualities from different from different people <clears throat> and after she heard about them she decided to accept Krishna as her husband. Everything had been arranged for her marriage to Shishupal. Therefore she wrote a letter to Krishna which she sent through a Brahmana and invited him to kidnap her. <laughs> That's inconceivable. 53. Lord Krishna even attracts the mind of the goddess of fortune simply by bright, vibrating his transcendental flute. 
54. O Lord, we do not know how the, the serpent Kaliya attained such an opportunity to be touched by the dust of your lotus feet. For this end, the goddess of fortune performed austerities for centuries, giving up all other desires and taking austere vows. Indeed, we do not know how this serpent Kaliya got such an opportunity. Purport. This verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 16, 36 was spoken by the wives of the Kaliya serpent. 55. Krishna attracts not only the minds of the gopis and the goddesses of fortune, but the minds of all the young girls in the three worlds. Text 56. My dear Lord Krishna, where is that woman within the three worlds who would not be captivated by the rhythms of the sweet songs coming from your wonderful flute? Who would not fall down from the path of chastity in this way? Your beauty is the most sublime within the three worlds. Upon seeing your beauty, even cows, birds, animals and trees in the forest become stunned in jubilation. Purport. This verse is from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.29.40 The women of Vrindavan who are on the level of superior guardians are attracted to Lord Krishna maternally. The men of Vrindavan are attracted to servants, friends and fathers. <clears throat> Text 58 The qualities of Krishna captivate and attract everything, living and non-living. Even birds, animals and trees are attracted to Krishna's qualities. Text 59 Although the word Hari has many different meanings, two of them are foremost one meaning is that Lord, the Lord takes away all inauspicious things from His devotee. And the second meaning is that He attracts the mind by ecstatic love of God. Text 60 When the devotee somehow or other remembers the Supreme Personality of Godhead anywhere and everywhere, Lord Hari takes away life's four miserable conditions. Hare Krishna Purport. The four miserable conditions are due to the four kinds of sinful activities known as one, pataka, two, urupataka, three, mahapataka, and four, atipataka. Preliminary sin, very great sin, greater sin, and topmost sin. However, Krishna assures the devotee, ahang tvam sarvapapebhyo, I will protect you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. The word sarva papibya indicates four kinds of sinful activities. As soon as the devotee surrenders unto Krishna's lotus feet, he is certainly relieved from all sinful activities and their results. The four basic sinful activities are summarized as illicit sex, 
intoxication, gambling, and meat eating. 61. As all fuel is burned to ashes by a full-fledged fire, all sinful activities are totally erased when one engages in devotional service to me. Purport. This verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 11.14.19 was spoken by Lord Krishna. Text 62. In this way, when all sinful activities are vanquished by the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one gradually vanquishes all kinds of impediments on the path of devotional service, as well as the ignorance resulting from these impediments. After this, <clears throat> one totally manifests his original love of Godhead through devotional service in nine different ways, hearing, chanting, and so forth. Take 63. When the devotee is freed from all sinful material activities, Krishna attracts his body, mind, and senses to his service. Thus Krishna is very merciful and his transcendental qualities are very attractive. Text 64 When one's mind, senses and body are attracted to the transcendental qualities of Hari, one gives up the four principles of material success. Thus I have explained the chief meanings of the word Hari. <laughs> That's just one word. Purport The four principles of material success are 1. Religious performance 2. Economic development 3. Sense gratification and 4. Liberation or merging into the impersonal effulgence of Brahman. These things do not interest the devotees. 66. When the conjunctions cha, and, and api, although, are added to this verse, the verse can assume whatever meaning one wants to give it. <laughs> and I'll leave the reading here. It's 8 o'clock. That went by so fast. I mean, I can't believe how fast that went by. That was more than 45 minutes, or about 45 minutes. It, it went like five minutes. Unbelievable. Okay, Hare Krishna. Now we're now we're trying to understand, or or, or or we're being bewildered by rather, the extent of the Lord's transcendental intelligence and fund of knowledge which is unlimited like everything else about him okay anything that you have logged in your mind that you want to reflect upon comment upon discuss please be my guest Hare Krishna
Something from yesterday from Bhakti Ben. Bhakti Ben from yesterday. Okay. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Perhaps it's too late, the moment has gone, but I had an inquiry from yesterday's reading. In the purport to text 104 of chapter 23, Prabhupada expressed his desire that we take responsibility to spreading Krishna consciousness. I wondered if you could expand on how we can practically take this responsibility to heart. Learn the Bhagavad Gita and repeat it to whoever you meet. That doesn't mean you have to repeat the whole Bhagavad Gita to everyone you meet. <laughs> but it means to follow Lord Chaitanya's instruction and become guru. To become guru in the sense that you should repeat the teachings of Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. Because the world is in such dark ignorance that to try to give the things that we're hearing in these chapters, Lord Chaitanya explained to Sanatana Goswami, which will result in Briya Bhagavatamrita and his commentary on the Bhagavatam and so many other incredible transcendental literatures. First of all, we have to be uh, give up material attachment and material as we've heard, uh, sinful life, you know, give up the tendency to break, the, to conquer the laws of nature or to, to transgress the laws of nature, which is not possible. Um, we need to learn the Bhagavad Gita. Learn means not just to learn what the verses say, but to apply the verses into our own mental world and into our practical activities, day-to-day -day life. Then we automatically become detached. With that, with that knowledge, assimilated knowledge, we become automatically detached from material existence and we no longer hanker to go here and go there and do this and do that. The senses become satisfied. The mind becomes satisfied. So to have a satisfied mind is a great austerity in the material world. This is described by the 17th, 17th chapter, text number 16 in the Bhagavad Gita. And it illustrates what I'm talking about. To learn these books and to apply the books into our character so there, Krishna says that the first austerity of the mind is satisfaction. Which I know I, I repeat this a lot. It may sound like a, a broken record, but it's very important and therefore needs to be repeated until it sinks in. And that is that the mind is uh, always flickering. It's always going from one thing to another. It's accepting something. It's rejecting the same thing. It's accepting something new. It's a rejecting that thing. And in this way, it's chanchal. It keeps us uh, restless and moving from one thing to a place, one place, one thing, one person, one activity to another. So to make the mind satisfied, one must withdraw it from thoughts, 
of sense gratification, especially sex. And more subtly, sex is interpreted as profit, adoration, and distinction. The desire to, to get profit from everything and everyone we meet. To be adored by others, to be distinct in human society, to be famous and looked up to and praised. So when we withdraw our mind from from the objects of sense gratification, then our mind tends to go to be peaceful because the mind was actually created as a transformation of the mode of goodness. The natural state of the mind is actually to be neutral, to be satisfied. And the second thing is that we should train our minds to always be doing good for others. When you go out on Sankirtan and distribute Prabhupada's books, meet people, try to try to uh, introduce Krishna consciousness to them, this is the surefire way in direct answer to your question. And the third thing is to uh, transfer the activities you have mind to the activities of the Shastra, of the scriptures. If you can get a satisfied mind by doing those things, then uh, you'll be sad, you'll be happy in this world and strongly desirous of being of going back to Krishna because you realize that's the only hope for for happiness in this world Hare Krishna This is from Krishnangi Mulder. Oh, this is from Australia. Krishnangi Mulder, yes. He says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Krishnangi. Bhakti Ben says Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Premavati Devi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj Dandavats All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna Hare Krishna <coughs> Comment from Sudevi Dasi Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi She says Hare Krishna dear Maharaj Please accept my humble obeisances Glories to Sri the Prabhupada It is new and fresh each day being here to assemble devotees. Yeah, it's amazing how sound, transcendental sound, you know, puts makes us close, even though we're so far away physically. It's proof. It's proof of the truth in the Shastras. Hare Krishna. And Krishna Premavati says, Maharaj, please bless that we may also realize whatever we hear from these readings of CC. Whoa. You bless me so that I can just remember them when the speaker realized them. 
it's an ocean. This is why Sanatana Goswami just put a straw between his tooth. If we, if we want to really assimilate them, then we have to become very humble. And one of the things that we can do to become humble is to hear this chapter of the explanation of the Atmarama verses, verse. Closer you get to Krishna, the more you will understand your actual position and relationship with Krishna, which is very tiny and insignificant. But when we are connected with Krishna, then we become very significant. Hare Krishna. There's something from yesterday from Brajaloka Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Brajaloka. She said Hare This Krishna. is from yesterday. Yes. Okay. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Could you please explain in more detail how the two verses at the end of the explanation of verse 105 relate to preaching and how can we consider them seriously? These two verses are when one is not attached to anything but at the same time accepts everything in relation to Krishna. One is rightly situated above possessiveness. On the other hand, one who rejects everything without knowledge of its relationship to Krishna is not as complete in his renunciation. Thank you so much. How that relates to preaching? Well, if you see everything in relationship to Krishna, then automatically you won't feel like enjoying it for yourself. Automatically. You'll, you'll feel like pleasing Krishna. And when you're out and about and you see a person suffering in a material existence, and nowadays even a dullard can see people suffering in material existence, then you'll want to do something about it. That's how it relates to preaching. Without seeing the suffering of others, how can you feel like preaching? And if you are suffering yourself, overwhelmed by suffering yourself, you won't be able to see the suffering of others. All, you, all you'll be able to see is your own suffering. And by, by seeing things in relationship to Krishna, then that helps, not helps, it relieves you from that suffering of always thinking of yourself and how to please yourself by whatever you see. I mean, just imagine... You go to some big, like, I'm trying to think of an example, Oxford Street, you know? Billions of things on both sides of the streets, on all kinds of shops to buy. And people go there with enough money to buy one or two or three. And they spend their whole day looking at them all to figure out which one of them they're going to buy. I mean... The, the, the level of frustration that must be in the hearts of persons who, who are doing that. But if you see everything in relationship to Krishna, that it belongs to him and not to you, and not something you're looking for to purchase or to earn or to somehow or to conquer and get for yourself, then you'll be able to see. 
then you'll be able to see the frustration and suffering of others. Otherwise, it'll just be a part of the an entertainment. Hare Krishna. Also something from yesterday from Noel. Bhakti Noel from yesterday. She said, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. The translation in text 94 through 98 was so sublime. Hearing about pure devotional service and thinking of ourselves as satisfied and brightly enlivened as we strive for eagerness and other ecstatic ingredients will help the devotee reach the highest platform of wonder and deep bliss. Mm. My paraphrased version of this verse of this translation does not do justice to the feelings of love and inspiration in my heart that are awakened for Krishna when I hear this. Mm. Well, thank you for that realization and for that uh, deep understanding. It's it's laudable, very laudable. So something from Rati Manjari from yesterday. Rati, Haribo. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Tonight I found it fascinating to hear how Srila Prabhupada spoke about how an Acharya may have to adjust the application of certain principles, like renunciation, mm. which may need to be differently applied in different countries, cultures, and times. I like it how Srila Prabhupada explains something which he personally is expert at, but does not mention himself. How he can be the innovating teacher and the humble devotee at the same time is impressive and endearing. Yes, very good. Thank you. Very nice realization. Time, place, and circumstance. The person you're talking to. You have to adjust. You know, Prabhupada used to give the example that a doctor's, you know, or a pharma pharmacist is sitting in his shop and he's in the back of him, he's got all these medicines, you know, and, uh, but he can't get, he doesn't give just any medicine to anyone. He gives the dosage and the strength and the medicine according to the person's need. So we have an ocean of knowledge and we have to be intelligent enough to see what, for ourselves what this person needs, what this country needs, what this group of people need, what this individual person needs, and then give that person what they can accept what they need, what they can accept, so that they can go forward in devotional service. So yes, it's a wonderful principle, time, circumstance, and place. It's not stereotyped, devotional service. Hare Krishna. Rajaloka Devidasi says, Thank you, Guru Maharaj, for this powerful answer. Hare Krishna.
another five minutes. And from this is from Carol Mapleson. Oh, Carol, Hare Krishna. I've got a letter that I need to answer. It's in my to-do list. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. I have been reflecting on a reading a few days ago. Uh, reading, devotees should cut company with non-devotees. I have many devotee friends. As a non-devotee, I am concerned that I am making life difficult for my friends. I appreciate their <laughs> wisdom and kindness. Would you please share your wisdom on this matter? Well, you know, uh, the point that we just talked about applies to this as well, this question as well, because, you know, to give up the company of non-devotees means not to be with them and do the things that they do in order to be their friend and or in order in order to be accepted by them but rather we have to become ourselves enriched in krishna consciousness because the more enriched you become in krishna consciousness then the more attractive you will be to others but they may not know that, they may not realize it, they, they may become re repulsed because they, they can't understand. So therefore you have to not be with them and at the same time you have to be with them in a way that will make them more friendly, that will make them more, more receptive. You may not be able to give them the philosophy directly immediately but you don't want, the point is that you don't want to engage in material activities with materialistic people and yourself get swept away uh, with the material energy. Then you won't be able to help anybody. So that isn't helping anybody. It's, it's not that you're, what's the word, you're disturbing people by not being like them. And therefore, you're going to be like them. That doesn't make any sense. Not only will you not be happy, but they will not be happy either. Therefore, Krishna says in the Gita, we shouldn't disturb people who are too, too attached. Rather, we should engage them in, in something, taking prasadam, you know? hearing some music, some chanting. We have to select the things to give, to share with people that, that, that they will like, even if you can't give them anything else immediately. We have our transcendental cook over here, Abhay Das Brahmachari, who learned the art of making cookies. And boy, I gave four cookies to this uh, worker for the for the uh, internet company and he gave us a whole big you know spool of connecting wire that helped us connect <laughs> my computer to the anyway Hare Krishna I'm, I'm rambling now I have to stop but that's the that's the basis the basic answer to the question and I think I'll stop here it's 20 minutes after 8 and I have some things I have to do 
Uh, I'd like to thank you so much, everyone. And uh, as usual, because these things are become relishable when they're heard in the company, in the association of the devotees. And because we're in virtual world, you know, physically apart, but together through the internet, uh, it's especially nice because now most of us are locked down and we can't go out and, and you know, do things with others so much. So, uh, yes, it's so wonderful. Uh, thank you all very much. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Samavira Bhakta Vinda Ki Jai. All glories to the assembled devotees, assembled in the cyberspace. See you tomorrow. Gore Premanandi. Hari Hari Bhol. See you tomorrow night. Same place, same time, same subject, same ecstasy. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.